So, the first show. A little excited, a little bit questioning where it's gonna go, and trying to do as little takes as possible. And I've written down a few kind of easy notes. Already gotten a few senses about where some little interludes are gonna fall, but with that uh, opened up, just as the gentle expectation, I think will carry us all along through clear and healthy and I'd like to open up with why I listen to this and I have my voice coming back over so I'm going to turn that down and say again why listen to this that uh, if saving energy was the, the main focus of, of any of our daily presence, that uh, listening to other people talk about what I'm going to sort of get into here is maybe not even in your best interest, that uh, all our lives are, are putting us where we need to be to learn what we need to, and with the simple principles that, that we learn and, and again share with other people um, in, in a perfect world, Nobody would need any self-help books, and nobody would have any uh, real uh, problems with, uh, with finding the information that they needed to live a, a good, happy life. And I think in some societies, in some cultures, it's very well set into the way that they uh, program their, their years and their social gatherings and, and functions, then we will just carry on just fine. But then again, there are also things that uh, creep their way in and, and create issues to only call upon our uh, greater learnings and strengths and, uh, and dilemmas that, that, that we face. And I've, I've already sort of started thinking about the next one and much of what this talk was going to be actually already sort of came out in post format on my Facebook. Um, the, to say it again here, that uh, there's an importance with speaking and that uh, the dilemmas that, that arise themselves show up on all different dimensions of our communication. And I'll, I'll say now that uh, the next episode is going to be called My Thoughts Like Me, Recreate Dilemmas. And ironically, it sort of looks like recreate dilemmas and that it, it becomes a recreation to come across these different sort of patterns and to, to figure out via the, the iterative process of learning the ins and outs of, of all the different possibilities that create a strong human. And if, if our goal is, is to, to, to create a better world, that uh, operating with a simple program of continual learning is uh, the way that we not only learn from our past and continue striving for a better future, but also to uh, 
to deal with with the energies that that do still uh, maintain themselves out of uh, out of the greeds and and uh, problems that uh, come from those that uh, try and take things from from others and a lot of that is truly just passed on and from from where we grow up and, and inability to think that we do all need to be strong and living every second with with our our, our greatest uh, intentions if uh, we hope to live lives that make us feel good about who we are and who we uh, leave to, to do better things in the future when we're not there. Okay, so both of those were exactly first takes on the piano and the vocals. And I felt like I kind of just had to have it in there. It's, again, sort of a wading into deeper waters for me. And yeah, so here's more like the the true start of a presented podcast. start off, I particularly want to get to maybe the most interesting and novel and I guess time travel given in its flaws of potential recursion logic still holds. Um, it goes to the fact that our cells cross-function a long time in their connection to our consciousness and the way that our minds piece together. The way that each cell is operating. And a question of some sort of timeless element of the cell, I think, comes naturally from the, the DNA. And if the cell is splitting, if the cell is feeling some sort of need to reproduce itself, and it's operating on those mitosis and meiosis, I guess, super principles, super constructs, super processes, some, some sort of magnificent organization of the way that those chromosomes duplicate themselves, that uh, when they're not duplicating and they're just maintaining themselves within the cell and, and allowing those sort of messages to transform, there is 
a certain timelessness of the fact that there is no time being integrated into the calculation of what's happening there. And for that to be some sort of definition, for that to be maybe a starting point to look at other things within biology that indicate time, like growth and damage in some way, though showing totally different and potentially relatable um, abilities in, in, in some regard to store information. And so to think about information technique in regards to how everything naturally finds some sort of process and to think of AI simulations of early protozoan organisms. I don't know if you could even say organisms because they're operating at uh, maybe like some level far below an organism. And I mean, normally we think of the biological stair step of comp complexity and and size and organism includes organ systems. So it's just an aside, but the simplicity of it and what gets the job done is certainly what tends to, to operate in its best mode. So a little bit of a bridge to, to carry that thought from, it's just a biological principle for that information technique to find a level of simplicity and some sort of far more, I don't know, hovering in its metaphysical ideology of some sort of cellular connection with all of their cells that relates to that same sort of information simplicity. And again, the, the timelessness of those different cells, and maybe I'll say hashtag cells, because maybe we could think of other things as cells. But but yeah, and, and to think that trees blow in the wind too, and that there's this balance of structure and and strength that naturally also arises kind of kind of an idea of simplicity, I think, if you were to put like sort of a few categories together, I think flexibility is definitely something that also optimizes the level of energy that uh, a creature uses to traverse the world. And interestingly enough, uh, there are a few different uh, workout and sort of personal development uh, programs. One that I particularly know is the Samsara Mountain Experience. Zahan Bilamoria, and uh, he very much stresses that uh, it's very much about the flexibility and the development of the ligaments and the tendons, and that is truly where so much of the long-term endurance can really rest, is sort of a continuous motion out of the rebound and the flexion of um, the different
yeah, I guess legs and arms, and, and I think about legs and arms of any sort of creature or of a cell, and that sort of stair step of cell to organism and society, and the way that all different things play their different roles and serve each other for the the function of the the localized set of surviving organisms maybe in in some ways the next one there's a flexibility there's the simplicity and then there's the diversity maybe and i haven't quite written down to this but obviously i think diversity is pretty base steps stone of any good group project or the the nature of uh, of our minds that there's there's a limit to so much of their their processes and when there is that that break there is certainly I think evolution and a tipping of the scales of the the Darwinian modes of of survival that. Uh, can create chaos, and I haven't spoken on chaos, but I've mentioned it and hoped that some people sort of gradually, I guess, sort of inherit some of the ideas of chaos. And chaos, to me, sort of has a primary component of a stable state can split into many different ones, and that splitting and consequent, uh, I don't know, you'd say bifurcation in, in a lot of studies because a lot of times there will be two different nodes that the equation will then find itself as a solved and steady hyper state of that uh, physical studied phenomenon. Though so, yeah, that, that the chaos can can ensue from, from that break. There's the tipping of the scale and all of a sudden there's some sort of gold rush for something that hasn't been so understood and holds a major importance for all other creatures of life when they realize, oh, this is something that's possible and and is, is highly relatable, which is maybe the the fourth of uh, how how our minds save energy is is relations. So diversity, um, simplicity was the first one, and flexibility. Flexibility was the second one, and so a, a, a relatability or some sort of relational construct within the mind obviously saves energy because of the, the the need to not necessarily hold on to as much knowledge as maybe holding all the different files and so going to that, that intro that spoke about the fact that there are those simplicities that we focus on and that we learn and, and our diversities but that 
those simplicities stacked on top of each other touch on the fact that there is a compound then all of a sudden because maybe they're vying and deciding themselves within their actioned reactions and the complexity we're building into the the fact of the, the limited space and limited scope of anyone's positional movements within mind, time, space, themselves, goes a little bit more kind of into the untouchable realm. The, that the relational element of connecting those ideas and the fact that there's that complexity building within the compounded simplicities I think shows a lot of connectivity and then that just goes to the whole next step of of that localized life's definition and to think of like an organism thinking all, all of a sudden within the, the constructs of the superorganism and and yeah that uh, all of a sudden within those those relational within those relational complexities and the commonalities that relate to the ability to relate what I was trying to point to was the fact that those then relational elements of that species um, then start to serve the survival of the greater organism and to then go back to the fact that DNA and the reproducibility of genetics is maybe a maybe the most timeless element of any cell and that the, those genetics are working amongst the, the species that then there's sort of an easier sort of bridgeway or I don't know uh, Richard Dawkins but uh, I know he has uh, a, a great book on, on genealogy and uh, comes to mind now. I did actually get it from my dad for one of the holidays and talked with him a little bit on it. And maybe I'm getting into a little bit of of his work and thinking about that operating as sort of a, a floodgate into the fact that then you're starting to look at the way that a superorganism is surviving and to think about the way that superorganism is potentially saving energy is maybe still quite logically founded. Maybe we're not quite totally as conscious about the fact that that is occurring and that that is related to our individual survivals, the way that we think about saving an afternoon so you can go out and enjoy the night 
and that that comes from a more emotional place that at, at, at some level tapping into the superorganisms uh, saving of energy starts to become more personal when you can say that you're becoming conscious of it and yeah so I, th I think I'll, I'll, I'll leave it at that that there's the flexibility there's the relational ability of those thoughts within the mind and of course then in the greater and there's the simplicity which maybe you want to think about the fact that that a timelessness is maybe pointing to just one dimensional simplicity think about how how, how big some sort of system of, of gears or nuts and bolts kind of all, all tying something together can say wow this this doesn't look like a simple system and then the the what was it relational complexity simplicity and I'm not sure I thought there was one Anyways, but that sort of does actually lead me into <clears throat> the uh, the idea that there's some sort of size of a person. Okay, well, and there's actually the the indicator maybe of where I was thinking about the fact that diversity, diversity, simplicity, flexibility, and relational ability is sort of bigger just thoughts of saving of energy and so the size of a person and that in some way that we're optimizing our size within our diversities that uh, that create our individualities but the, the thought actually came looking at a wheel and looking at the spokes of a wheel and thinking about all the squaring of circles and thoughts of optimizing inertia or staying within some sort of great movement of myself but then again also keeping like the whole train of my greater good family um, in motion uh, that the spokes and the shapes of them and within mechanics are created so there's the necessary strength to be rolling and to not fall apart but also so there's the weight saving and that uh, there's the, the the natural I don't know, I mean, maybe I'll leave that one more as a question, I think. Because how could you really think of somebody as some sort of personality wheel and then all of a sudden there? And But but, but the question, how, how we optimize ourselves in some way like that was, has been on mind. I, I don't think I'm going to necessarily go into that. So chapter two, I want to think about speed. And with speed, I'm thinking of any sort of relative motion 
that describes an eventual difference or orthogonal relationship between two dimensions. And when I think about speed, I think it's really important. And you think of God's speed, or you think of the way that uh, velocity then incorporates one of those dimensions of the speed into something with a little bit more meaning. Maybe you think about meters per second as a speed, but then to make a time velocity, you're thinking of that speed across a time. And instead of a distance, you're thinking about two points in time that are changing. And to think of any sort of flux of, of the space-time field, there's going to be an adjustment that then is potentially non-spatial, but maybe just as meaningful as velocity. And tying that speed to the living, and thinking of saving lives, or thinking of lives lived, or thinking of the living living. And so to think about saving lives being like a doctor, how fast are you, are you saving that life, or is it more continuous, and how many people are tied to the subsequent creation of that future individual in a way that wasn't going to be there had there not been the proper intervention. And to think of lives lived, meaning the number of people living, and then the living living actually more or less being the whole flow of all those lives living, and saving the lives around them, all at the, the speed that uh, is so governed by the, the all-relative motion of everything around it. And so, when I first started this podcast, I would put the, the main sort of things that I really wanted to get to, which were the, the extra-dimensional energy bumps, and obviously how those fit in to the fact that everything at a, at a standard mean is potentially going to be where there isn't overheating, there isn't weird g-forces upon the accelerations and decelerations of, of, of discontinuities out of, a, out of a flow that hasn't been quite aligned properly or is finding accidentals as it goes. And maybe as those create injuries, calling to, to meetings of mind and body. And that, that's the second topic that I wanted to, to, to expand into, that was to bring about the idea that injuries are necessary markers of our mind and body's exploration of one another. And with the desire to, to understand more and become more aware and potentially the, the accidentals again that 
pop up and and drive that growth out of an, an in-willed circumstance, there is, is definitely a question of why the gain is getting turned down. And as I check it out and listen to it again, it turns out that I have a weird delay and reverb that I didn't have at the beginning. So, to continue on with the fact that there's that in-willed circumstance and that sometimes we're at a higher place calling for sort of that, that revolution of, of the mind and body's questions of their ability to, to be at, uh, at a co-harmony with one another, is the idea of perfect art and timelessness and that there are moments of timelessness and it goes to something that, that I wrote in searching for this on, on the Facebook that there is an idea that uh, timeless art really is just spiritual thought and here I stop because it really was quiet there at the beginning of that recording and I actually exhibit some some breaks in my continuity which is interesting because the breaks started happening before I even saw the gain dropping. Though anyways, this timeless art, this timeless principled realities that come to our understanding at our need for the survivaled focuses that, again, save energy. The, I think if there's a foundation of spiritual thought, there's a lot that doesn't have to be considered. And there's obviously a lot of interesting things that can occur when there is maybe an amoral stance, if moral was to be more aligned with greater and longer lasting spiritual thoughts that one has gathered. Though the idea that within the extra dimensional meanings that create that, that perfecting art amongst the injuries of their accelerations and decelerations finding a smoother flow uh, all within Dharma and then the potential possibilities matrix of what hasn't yet flow and yet exists amongst the potential and how to make that energy from the PHAT fat. And when I say the PHAT fat, it's the momentum operator fat. Um, that there's uh, the momentum and adjusting amongst these accelerations that do create a valuable smoothness in the flow. And in taking that energy that was certainly going to be elsewhere, there's there there is something there that there 
their dharmas across the, the world, if, if each momentum had its own set, maybe lowercase dharma and capital dharma was everything, that uh, finding all of it amongst its, its simplicity and constantly working amongst the area around you, there's almost maybe limitless energy, if you were to think of a Brownian motion of, of all of our momentums. And momentum is, is a mass and a velocity, so it's, it, it, it's how much we weigh, and then that speed with uh, direction, and most of the time that direction is in space, but if that direction is in time, there's still something that exists there, a, a complex momentum, if time was to be something imaginary. And I think it's interesting that it does all go down to an idea of speed, and God's speed, and our speed, and, and that we're all saving each other's lives, and those lives are being lived, or they're being passed, and that there's something living, living, and we're taking turns with with the the fact that sometimes it takes a lot to take that energy. And this next part I actually wrote written out. And it goes to the fact that there's this momentum operator and saying the PHAT fat. So the fat fat. Um, and the the PHAT fat which written out might see a momentum operator where traveling slow could be the opposite of traveling fast. And though spiritually fast, it'd be ungrounded, missing the physical, and slow might be too stuck in the past. And trying to understand this Maybe it helps to go back to the original idea was the idea of something like cocaine or something that is closer to psilocybin. And cocaine is something that has been measured to take away a level of empathy and, and a sense of, of in-touchness with, with one's greater sort of love and caring side of uh, their personality. and. It can be very emotionally draining, and it may put someone far more in touch with the world acting on much more present experience. And I've only done cocaine once, but I can tell you about the, the fact that it sort of took away any sense of, 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 of a deeper caring individual in me. And it can manifest within that someone as somebody just kind of quick on it, and somebody that doesn't totally have like a greater sense for what their actions are going to do in the future, particularly because it's put them on a point. It's, it's put their focus in, in entirely on the race of the present. And something like a psychedelic or a psilocybin, where there is a a deepening of, of one's relationship with the distant past, and that's shown in its, in its attempts to 
be used as a spiritual medicine and to, to, to heal of, of wounds in the past and to give somebody a greater perspective on the, 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 the deeper details of microcosms and the macrocosms to be able to see so much all at once as it does increase the level of dopamine. And within that, there is a higher processing of the brain that opens up one's immediate present in a way, because there is seemingly a deeper appreciation for what is here and now, but I think what that goes to is the fact that there's, there's a positional element that is being more altered because of that visual biased perspective. Whereas to do a level of psilocybin in more of a temporal based mindset, there can be that same taken of a greater amount of time and to, to think that you can see yourself in a pit and you're only looking at the side of the, or the, the ceiling and you can't jump out and you can't necessarily crawl out without a lot of work within it, that all of a sudden that greater sensory expansion into a greater amount of time allows one to, to see that as something so much smaller and to think about any psychic ability to find that, that flow or that gain within the experience and to mean out those bumps, there is maybe a little bit more of an explanation as to why something like psilocybin could, could, could help in, in, in the way of that, that greater perspective. And the, the other side of, of where there's still a negative to, to, to being so far away from the world now and in, in a perspective that cannot be held, there is the missing of those places that show how lost in their mind they are. So where cocaine is really focused on that present and doing everything, the psilocybin, a lot of times I think if you get a little bit too far up in your head with it, there is a relinquishing of, of that will and that understanding of how you're impacting the world around you. And that's where they would say setting is really important because you either need to be holding on to your grips or be uh, just uh, flowing around with the fact that uh, things around you are, are changing within your now and the way you see the world in a way that might not be exactly how you decide. And that decision upon the body with the mind to operate under its circumstances, energy runs its way underlying the present moments and the past and the future are passing along their waves of existence like sound waves through the temporal axis of our being. And 
that experience, and particularly a ski crash that I had this last spring, really brought up a sense of that that temporal axis and like the sound waves within the energy. That that that's the the living living that I'm sort of talking about through through my life, through my body, through through the way my mind puts everything together. That there are these compressions and refractions of those sound waves with some varying frequency, and that's the the idea of the energy running its way underlying the present moments and colored as we depict much of our own world and give it meaning and and see it out to what those colors tend to tell us about that world that the adjustments through their time leave the commonalities and the patterning images we tune to in our survival there, there's a need to examine, I think, the ego in relation to the fact that understanding this greater touch of time across the present moment and then going to psilocybin as being something that greatly challenges the ego within that greater perspective, we see a, kind of a whole different person of ourselves and then can actually... I think truly do something about it because I think we all are very natural energy workers. That there's this decision again of, of some proper balance of body and mind. And if the mind is truly thought to be all continuous and not one's own, the, the body is maybe just separate from all the others. And this is something that is kind of a really big idea. And I'm throwing it out with the thought that there truly does need to be some adjustment to this balance, so that, that the mind is something that is totally collective and out of our survival and is very tuned to, to its to its ego, but then again, that that very timelessness adjusts itself amongst its interactions with the world, but then that the body is truly our own little house, and within growing as, as a spiritually entuned ego within one's body, and the mind having a bigger ego then isn't necessarily such a bad thing because then I think a bigger ego is truly going to be something that uh, has a greater in-touchness with all time. And to think that that ego is maintained and not cut down is the true meaning of somebody that holds a great deal of the mind in one body. As if that, that mind is shared and, and adjusting itself amongst all the different little adjustments of those compressions and refractions, there either is a disconnect that occurs because there's 
times later in the future that there is some conflict that brings up an elimination of that ego, that that sense of importance maybe that still can be called an ego, somebody's ability to 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 stand and speak from a confident place is very much in relation to the fact that they're not going to be asked to get down and that that the body is then again still only itself grappling with its give and take of its pains and its continuation amongst the the physical 3D world but in saving energy those two ideas together I think can give a uh, a, a very good idea to the fact that amongst the challenges of our uh, continuity to, to bend and to flow in ways that are clear and out of any conflict with something else under the timelessness of, of that body-mind truly gives a ease of, of that motion and quiets the sea that the heart and, and body run on. And with that in mind, and the fact that even saving energy can be saving lives, but then that saving lives is actually probably going to turn out to be a expansion of energy that one of the true methods that I employ to save a greater sense of somebody's life is knowing that with every change that is brought on that does save energy, that saving of a life is something that really comes for free. And given the way that my life has continued lately, and the decisions I've made about how I choose to use my body in its developing untimeliness and saving people and saving energy and trying to operate for the world in the way that I best can, I won't be able to save people the same ways as I have before. And I've seen some things come back and that's when there's a connection that is beautifully undeniable. And the world does offer its opportunities in ways that are, are calling of, of its desires and to understand new ways to, to save lives under that same idea of, of a common ego protecting itself, but also strengthening under an integration with the world around it. Coming to terms with the past and identifying level-headed futures with, with that idea of the mean that there is some very easy path forward if everybody's happy. On the same principles of balance that happen on the minute scale uh, and allow it to teach itself in ways that the mind doesn't need psilocybin, it doesn't need a higher sense of temporal 
existence, with the feeling of those underlying transitions in sight, I believe we all are living with God, but there must be an acknowledgement that to be living with God is to be living, pursuing heaven on earth, and that there can't be any sense of, of wrongdoing anywhere in the world if we're going to come to a higher spiritual place and be in tune with a greater amount of the mind in our body. And to say to the ego, living within that body, heaven on earth, we all live with the ego of God. And that that is a principle that, that is found in the LDS faith that amongst the prophecy of our time here on earth that we will live as gods. And to me, I think that's the only way that it can truly be. And to consider all the pains that I would come upon on a daily basis need not any depiction they're real, and to think of what really hits close to home is something that you're going to feel first, and it might be on the other side of the world, but if certain things aren't quelled and people struggle their way to, to the deaths that fall to them under the circumstances of hate and racism, whether that be in Gaza or whether that be because vaccines can't get out to people that truly need them because too many people in the, the U.S. are taking them and they're not properly being distributed under patent laws. People here are going to be hurting if they have any sense of, of a globally striving ego. And... as to how that influences the way we enjoy our lives or the, the miracles and sense of ability within a development that truly can be had by anybody on earth that need not a degree is my hope in sharing my understanding of this because it has gotten difficult and it has brought some of the most amazing moments of my life, but there's also no stopping it for me now because it's all I live by. And Not to say that being a martyr is somebody that has any challenge, but there's a real hope in knowing that in our lifetimes we might have to find heaven on earth or the vast, vast majority of us will perish. So to think of this as our only option and this what bees the world to a place 
that in 20 years everybody decides upon principles that carry them through a world that gives them daily strife and in the direction of the greatest good for not themselves but also others. I would put everything into it and I don't know when I don't, but I can certainly say that I'm on the lookout for it. And as for that being saving energy, I think someday it won't be. I think someday there will be a true and, and tested solution within me that has no bear on the cost of useless energy and the nirvana or sense that I've transcended a true passage of, of troubles that have given my body the lessons that it needs to live the rest of its life. Bodhisattva is no longer something that is described by anybody. Because the nonsense of nirvana being something that you can achieve just by letting things go, and that bodhisattva is just some way of punishing yourself because you have some thought that you don't deserve that nirvana, or you are some tough, tough guy. Still trying to make a really smooth guy. It's non-existent. And it's all part of the process of finding that solution. And saving energy, it's the entire focus. <laughs>